0: Welcome back to SportsCube. I'm your host, Daniel Shalom, bringing you the latest in the sports world. And today, we have a great episode for you. We welcome in former state champ for New York and also business entrepreneur. He started his own company, Matt Campo. He came to talk about Campo Creations, his own company, how he's giving back to the community and what it was like to win a state championship. Additionally, we bring you this day in sports along with a new segment to the show, One that I've been working on for a little while, and I think that you all will enjoy. All this and much more coming right up right after this. And now it's time for one of my favorite segments on the show. It's time for this day in sports. And I don't know where you were in 1970. Probably half of our listeners weren't born at this point. But in the 25th annual NBA championship, the Milwaukee Bucks would go on to beat the Baltimore Bullets in four games to capture the 1970 championship of course this was before the bullets have relocated to washington and then become the washington wizards of course the wizards yes see i feel like the milwaukee bucks at that time of course they were not that star caliber they won the championship but now they have their star in Giannis Anto de kumpo he is their most viable option he's the best player on the team he has players around him like chris middleton That can help him win championships i think that he will bring a championship to milwaukee i don't know if it's going to be sooner or later in his career but i feel like he's going to want to get them a championship at this point of course that all saying that i feel like he might take a big ticket deal before coming back sort of like what lebron james did going to miami winning three championships and then coming back to cleveland to win one against the golden state warriors i feel like Giannis might do the same thing possibly teams like New York, or he's going to somewhere out West, like Los Angeles. I feel like that he will take a big contract deal. I don't know where, I don't know who it's going to be with. I think he will, but I think at the same time, he is going to bring that winning culture to Milwaukee in whatever way possible. And now or later in his career, I feel like he's going to bring one to them. Anyways, We have an interview with entrepreneur and Mount Sinai wrestler who became a state champ this year, along with getting his 200th win, Matt Campo. Stay tuned for that. We'll be right back. Before this, let me tell you about Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are certain tools that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it could be on heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make money from your podcast as well with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app in the App Store or go to Anchor.com to get started. Welcome back to Sports Cube. I'm your host, Daniel Shalom. And today we have a very special guest among us. He joins the show today right here from Long Island. He is Mount Sinai's main wrestler and state champ. Matt Campo. Matt, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Of course. So, Matt, what have you been uh, doing to stay fit and healthy during the quarantine?
1: Uh, So, I have a gym in my basement. I've been uh, lifting every day, uh, running, bike riding, uh, and trying to uh, stay on somewhat of a diet and not go completely overboard. But, yeah, that's pretty much all I could do during times like this.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely pretty hard to... But before all this quarantine happened, uh, you became a state champ. Can you take me through the process and all the hard work you put in to achieve that goal?
1: Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Um, The kid I wrestled in the uh, state finals, I lost to four times the four previous times we wrestled. Mm -hmm. And um, every time I go to the gym, I'd say to myself, like, if I don't get all 15 reps, I'm not going to win that match. Or if I don't get all 10 reps, I'm not going to win that match. So it was kind of a way to uh, push myself and then chance to just wound up it being me, me and him in the state finals. And I guess I just had the preparation for it and I ended up winning. So, How but- do you
0: think your determination helped you so far and not just physically, but mentally to win that match finally after losing four times before?
1: Yeah, so um, uh, wrestling in general is pretty much all mental. Like, it's obviously a physical sport and all. But it's very uh, mentally draining. And up until probably the end of my senior year, I really didn't have that component of the sport um, down that well. Um, like, I knew I knew how to win and lose, but just the, the ability to stay in a match and fight through an entire match was something that took me a while to learn. Um, and, yeah, I think I did finally learn it, and it paid off.
0: For sure, for sure. I mean, that's huge. And what was the significance saying that it was also your senior year that you won the state championship? Uh, it was
1: a great way to end it. Um, I'm not going to be wrestling in college. So that's my um, – that's just like my final wrestling probably forever. until forever, yeah. Later. Maybe. Uh, if something happens. But, um, yeah, no, it's nice to end on a good note. I broke 200 wins and I – Got the state championship, so it was pretty nice.
0: What was it like for you to break both those milestones in the same weekend up in Albany? It,
1: it was an, it was actually um, one of the most surreal things I've ever experienced. Um, I got my 200th win, um, which I was expecting to do, um, but the state, the state winning the state championship—I don't think it's something. I, I knew it could happen, but it's not that I expected it to happen. And when it did, it was just c- complete... Uh, um, it was just an in, in incredible feeling.
0: I mean, that uh, no doubt winning a state championship is so surreal. But how has your senior year of high school been affected by the coronavirus? Not even with wrestling, just your daily life.
1: Yeah, so... Um, Well, this year I took, I took like five AP courses. Um, I'm, I got into a program um, at Siena that guarantees medical school uh, exception for Albany Medical College. Um, And both the AP classes and that program are pretty rigorous. Um, So the ability to not have a a professor or teacher in front of you is, um, it's definitely hard, but the online learning has probably helped a little bit.
0: Would you say that the online learning is better than in-school learning? Um, For some people, some people like it. Uh, Personally,
1: I'm better face-to-face with the teacher, but uh, I'm still getting by with it.
0: And uh, moving towards sports again, how has your life been without any sports on the air, nothing at all?
1: Uh, It's definitely hard to find something to watch. Um, I mean, it's... It's pretty, yeah, it's pretty boring is the only problem uh, coming about it, but I don't know. Uh, if everyone just keeps doing what they have to do and socially distancing, hopefully it's mm-hmm. over soon.
0: So how did your family throughout your entire wrestling career, how did they support you in every way possible?
1: Yeah, so um, my mom, she would do a lot. She would cook all the, my meals, help me through the day-to-day. My dad was pretty much my wrestling coach from since I was a little kid. Um, And my grandpa, who's like 80-something years old, has been to every one of my matches for for the last – That's crazy. (laughs) Eight years, probably. Yeah, so I definitely have a good support network
0: in front of me. For sure. And also, I bet they've had an impact on you. But aside from being a star on the mat – you're also one off of it as well. Could you tell me a little bit more about how you're giving back to your community with your balloon business, Campo Creations? Yeah. Um, yeah so uh, a few
1: years ago, I started a company, uh, balloon animal entertainment company called Campo Creations. And uh, I started off doing a few parties, some volunteer, and then I worked, uh, kept working working. And now I'm doing events for all different groups of people different classes, everyone. I've worked for a lot of people uh, all around Long Island. Uh, I use it to volunteer, get in the community. Um, places like Angela's House or Little Flower Orphanage, I'll volunteer there and just help out. So it, it's really a good way to get into the, uh, into the community. And I think it's one of the best things I've ever decided to do it with my life.
0: Yeah. How do you think those experiences have changed you and helped shape you as a person?
1: Uh, well, it completely set my um, um, what's, my job aspirations for the future. Um, uh, I, I really want to work with kids um, and something to do with the brain. So I, I'm going into pedi- pediatric neurology at CNAMC. Uh, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, just working with kids, working with families. It teaches you how to communicate with people and uh, create uh, – job networks and stuff like that. And for sure. And before we
0: wrap up here today, Matt, is there anything you want to say to anybody out there in quarantine and also to up and coming athletes like yourself?
1: Uh, I would probably say that if you're an athlete and you're looking to get an edge on someone, this is the time to do it. Um, Maybe 1% of people are doing it. And if you put time into your sport or whatever your passion is right now, it will pay off.
0: All right, thank you for being here, Matt. We really appreciate having That's you on the here. show. I appreciate it. Right, thank you. And now a new segment to the show, the MLB Bracket Ballpark Competition. How this is going to work is every week we bring a new pairing to the show and the winner is decided by the Instagram Instagram poll on our Instagram at Podcast. And you guys are going to decide which is the best ballpark in the MLB. So we'll break it down in AL and NL. And, of course, World Series is going to be the, two, the one AL versus the NL seed for the champion. So today's matchup, we have a little AL East action as it's Tropicana Field, the home of the Tampa Bay Rays. Tropicana, also known as the TROP, is, it's the only dome stadium left. There is no natural sunlight coming into the TROP. There is a lot of catwalks all around, which does affect the ball. And it really is dependent on if it's a fly ball, you get hit in the air, bang. It could not even uh, get out. It could be out of play. And the lights have gone out too at the trop sometimes. Anyways, the person going against the the, uh, ballpark going against the trop is Rogers Center, home of the Toronto Blue Jays. The Jays play in a retractable roof stadium in Toronto. And... They, it's the only team in Canada, which is very exciting. They used to only have a turf field with little plops of dirt on each base, but now they made it a fully dirt field. And I believe that they are working on the uh, turf to make it grass, but I'm not sure. Additionally, one cool thing about Roger Center it does have a hotel built into it, just like old Texas stadium did down in Arlington. So this is the matchup for today. It's Rogers Center versus Tropicana Field. We'll be posting that on our Instagram story, so check it out for the results. More Sports Cube coming right up. And that about wraps up today's show. Of course, we are really, really struggling right now with the coronavirus, but everybody's efforts, we thank all the healthcare workers out there. They are making a huge difference in helping this fight, and we hope to all resume our sports and our lives in the future. Anyways, Please vote for your stadiums that you would like to advance to the next round on our Instagram at Podcast, And also make sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, all the social medias. Leave a like, hit us with a follow, subscribe. And of course, till next time, peace out.